0: That's
3: who.
2: What in the hell do you think you're doing?
4: Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants
5: to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late.
4: And again it's picked up! It's Darius Leonard! A pick six for the Maniac!
2: Touchdown! In
4: Yes, sir! Chick- oh, oh, what oh, the double time. Miles Yeah! John, I have never been better. To be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Embarrassment. One of the most embarrassing performances offensively that I think we have ever seen. Certainly we have ever seen going all the way back around here until 1984. It was that bad. It was that bad. And you wondered, I was on 59 last night, and Chris Hagen and I were going back and forth, and I said, hey, now's the time. Something's got to happen after that. Uh, And in terms of head coach, I also mentioned the general manager, of which we'll get to both of those coming up in a minute. So then, you fast forward to this morning, I'm on with Tony Katz on WYBC. he asked me the same thing, and I say, I don't know how you get past last night, because I'm always giving you these scenarios of, all right, if this happens, this would be the first time in 25 years, this would be the first time that Jim Irsay running things made a mid-season change or an in-season change of that magnitude. Yeah, a couple of OCs One last week, One four, five, six years ago. Yeah, we've seen that garden variety of stuff, by the way. And we knew last week that Marcus Brady was absolutely the scapegoat in all of this. But what we watched yesterday was even more than the equivalent of Carson Wentz coming in here as quarterback of the Commanders and knocking off the Colts, and that being obviously irritating to Jim Ursay. You know, the Wentz thing didn't happen. The loss did the Commanders, but this was it. Yesterday was it. Yesterday's massively humiliating offensive performance was this. That's it. So here's where we are. This morning, midday, somewhere in that neighborhood, I think before noon, we get the word that Frank Reich had been dismissed as the head coach of the Colts. So immediately, you start to wonder, all right, what is going to be next? You start to wonder, who's going to be in on the interim? And you had the usual suspects, right? You had Gus Bradley. You had John Fox to some. Uh, We were talking, I was actually on with with Tony Katz on WIBC in the afternoon, and I said, you know, everybody's talking about Bubba Ventrone on an interim. But nobody, and I mean nobody, expected what came completely out of left field this afternoon, and that he will be introduced at a 7.30 press conference once upon a time. It was 6 o'clock, but now it's going to be at 7.30. He will be introduced as the interim head coach of the Colts with no NFL, no college, but some high school football coaching experience. Former Colts Ring of Honor Center, all-time great, and ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday is going to be the interim head coach of the Colts. And while I would love to sit here and say this is going to just work and this is great because nobody more than me, nobody more than me embraces what we like to reference as a golden era here. And believe me, if you go all the way back to 1984, you saw a lot of crap just like yesterday. Pre-Manning era, there was a lot of crap like we saw yesterday. I will bear witness to that, and many of you of similar age as me would agree to it. We saw a lot of that. It's what it was like. And as much as I would love the entirety of the band to get back together again, at the same time, I would not—you don't really want the team that you talk about and that your fans are excited about, you don't really want— it to look like a clown show. And I hope that this works. I hope that I'm absolutely wrong about this. But come on. Come on. We'll find out later on tonight why. But if you're asking me if I buy into this right now, I don't have a good enough explanation to buy into it. I like Saturday a great deal. And again, nobody more than me would like to see that work. You know how much I love that era. We put up with garbage for so many years. Crappy football, you had no idea what it was like to win. And Jeff Saturday was such a significant part of that. But going through what they're going through right now, And watching this team perform yesterday, the listless offensive effort. We'll give a shout-out to the defense because they actually went out there to play. The, The offense has checked out. That offensive line has checked out. The one thing I didn't want to hear yesterday is Quentin Nelson talking about, we got to get this sense of urgency. Yeah, that time has come and gone with your sense of urgency. How about in a game? How about not after the game when you're asked a question or when you're actually there to answer a question? Sense of urgency. That group looked like it was mostly checked out, especially on that offensive line. They're probably sick and tired of playing that way. That's the way they are because that's the way that they look. And they're probably sick and tired of being talked about in this fashion. But that comes with the territory. When you look like that, you're going to get talked about like that. Was it time for Frank Reich to go? Absolutely. I don't know if he lost the locker room. I haven't paid attention how many people are actually saying, thank you very much, Frank Reich, for being the head coach. We're sorry that we didn't play well enough, and we got you fired. And, in fact, not only did we get you fired, these players got their coach fired for a guy that has never coached before. How's that feel? How's that feel for this group? And, again, you can look defensively at a lot of these guys – And I thought that they played well yesterday, as well as you could. Now, granted, the Patriots offensively stink just a little bit less than the Colts. So I I don't know really how you view it, but you do have to give credit where credit is due. And there is no doubt defensively they played well against a bad offense in New England yesterday. But this is where we are. I want this to work. I do. I want this to work because I would love, again to have that era of success help out this era of futility. But I can't sit here and honestly tell you as much as I would love it to work, that it's gonna. You guys are asking me, why did this happen? Why did they make that hire? Well, A, at least in the interim, Jim Irsay believes in Jeff Saturday. At least in the interim... Jim Irsay wants Jeff Saturday to give him the lowdown, an overall evaluation of what's going on inside the personnel, inside the organization. He's looking for some intel. There's no doubt about it. Now, granted, you could probably go to the intel of your general manager, and this is certainly not good for Chris Ballard here when that is a part of what you're looking for, bringing in a first-time head coach, really in anything but high school. It's incredible to me. Absolutely incredible to me. At the very least, you can look at it this way, and I don't know how long-lasting this is going to be, I guess, until they get on the field on Sunday in Vegas and crap to bed again and look bad again. You know, much like when Frank Wright decided to dismiss Marcus Brady as the offensive coordinator, it was so Modern-day Colts, so right-now Colts, that the offense, in fact, when Frank Reich took over as OC and head coach, actually got worse yesterday. So Colts. And unfortunately, this type of decision, until we see more, until I find out more, looks like the same. Looks like, oh, this is just like the Colts. I'm trying to think about all the, the huge decisions that have been made this season so far. You guys have noticed, right? How many of these might Chris Ballard be making here? Anybody notice this? I mean, how much you think, obviously, the injury played a role with the shoulder, but going and believing in Ellinger was the owner. Right? I don't know what between Frank Reich and the owner and Ballard and that triangle right there led to the fall guy being Marcus Brady. I don't know what went into, well, you know what? 21 wants to get up out of here, so let's go ahead and help him get up and get out of here. I don't know what led into those two aspects, but it does seem like that all of these so-called general manager type of decisions that are being made... Do you think these are being made by Chris Ballard? They're all going to say, yeah, we're all on the same page with this. I'm really excited. But everything they have said since training camp has been inaccurate. Jim Merce said just a week, a little over a week ago, that both Reich and Ballard, and specifically Reich, was safe. Now, granted, we told you at the time, that was in the moment. That was in the moment. That was before Halloween. There is still a lot of ground to cover. But it took the better part of eight days for that to be inaccurate. They made that change from Matt Ryan to Sam Ellinger, not just for the game in which the shoulder was bummed by Matt Ryan, but for the remainder of the year. After the game prior, Frank Reich said, hey, we're okay out here. We have Matt Ryan. We believe in Matt Ryan. So if it sounds like this group doesn't know what they're doing, I think you're on top of this thing right now because it absolutely sounds and looks like they don't know what they're doing. It does. I hope that it works out great. I am hope that I'm wrong. I want to be wrong at some point. Like, I have a little bit of a feeling, a tiny bit of a feeling that I'm a smidge wrong about the wide receivers because when they have a quarterback that's capable of throwing it within their zip code Maybe not so much Michael Pittman Jr., the game before last, but Alec Pierce, he has shown the ability to go get it, to make a play on it. I like Alec Pierce. I like Michael Pittman Jr., but I was bummed at the lack of playmaking he had in that commander's game. But I I do, I want to be wrong about some of this stuff. I don't want to sit here and complain. I don't want the product off the field to be more entertaining than the product on the field. That's what we have right here. All the answers that anybody gives me so far is, hey, at least they're going to be entertaining. That is a humiliating sign for the team on the field, and certainly a humiliating sign for the guy that put it together. Can you imagine? You guys are excited right now. It's not because they're going to sell tickets. People have asked me, so did they do this just to sell tickets? Tickets are sold. They don't care anything about selling tickets. Now, as far as rallying the fans, sure. I'm sure that's the case, right? But there is a deeply rooted belief that this is going to work. And I wish I had a similar belief, but I had stopped buying a lot that was being sold around here long ago, and I come on here from 3 until 6 to be a realist for you. And as much as I want to revert back to the era that was awesome, and I got a chance to cover it, and it was great, all those Ring of Honor guys that were, you know, Polian and Dungey guys, this, there's nothing I would like more for this to work out. I just can't confidently sit here reality-based and tell you that it will. I have no idea what to expect other than, I guess, if you did have an idea, it would be what we have grown to expect over the past years, right? And that is something being foobar, something being messed up, something not going the way that it's supposed to in the eyes of that organization. Again, I'm not at all suggesting that, you know, you're going to keep this quiet Think about this, if you're Frank Reich, you know, if you're Frank Reich, you know, you know that this deal was set in motion long before you were actually fired for a guy that's never coached, never coached. Please, for the love of God, somebody prove me wrong on this. Because honestly, if people like me right now, if people that are, Or at the beginning stages, the early stages, hardcore non-believers like me. I don't know how many of of you all out there. I'll I'll take a gauge with our calls today. But if you're a non-believer in this move, if you haven't been sold on this move, it just—it takes more than, hey, he was the center for our favorite team. Know what I mean? It just takes a little bit more. Now, if you're going to look On the side where it can, I can talk you into this making some sense. Are you ready? Are you ready? And again, what I want you to do is I want you, at least for the moment, to forget about what I just told you. I want you for the moment to forget about the sense I just made. But you can connect the dots. Bubba Ventrone, all we know is what we have heard. Some people can't even pronounce his name right. But all we know is what we've heard. I, for one, don't know how this dude is going to be as a head coach. People say, well, he's a future head coach. I I guess everybody could be a future head coach of the NFL if you're some sort of coach in the NFL and not a head coach right now. I don't know. But where you can make sense out of this, if you're a complete non-believer in the decision like I am right now, is... How should I put this? You guys watch Risky Business? We're in YouTube Live finally. Thank you very much for getting that hooked up inside the lounge via YouTube Live. When's the last time any of you guys watched Risky Business? You know, a Show of hands here. Risky Business, Tom Cruise, 1983, I believe. Thank you over there. When's the last time you watched Risky Business? Do you remember what Miles said? Miles also played Booger in Revenge of the Nerds, right? you remember what Miles said? that kind of instigated Tom Cruise down the path of soliciting a hooker and then getting all his parents' crap stolen and then had to buy it all back before they got home from their vacation, right? Telling you the story here. He said, sometimes you got to say, what the blank? Make your move. If I'm trying to sell this to you right now, that's how I'm trying to sell this to you right now. Sometimes you got to say, what the blank? Because honestly, in this discombobulated, in this chaotic, in this beyond frustrating, incredibly disappointing season, what the blank? We're at this point right now, what, halfway mark? What the blank? Bubba Ventrone, Jeff Saturday, me, Devin, you, Kyle back of the studio, what the blank? Now again I'm just trying to sell you this theory. What the blank? Might as well. I trust this guy. He tells me he can be a good coach. He has from what people over there tell me, he has had his fingerprints within this organization looking at things. People tell me over there that there is a bit of a history, even though that we don't believe that there is a history or really know nothing about the history, but there is a history there. I'm assuming this is more of what we're going to find out coming up at 7.30 later on tonight. But if I'm going to sell you this, I am going to sell you on, does it really matter who you hire as an interim head coach right now? Does it matter? Sometimes you got to say, what the blank? Make your move. Nobody over there thought of that. Nobody over there probably believes in this analogy, but this analogy is absolutely 100% true. Nothing against Bubba Ventrone. Who cares? John Fox, Gus Bradley, we've already seen those acts. You don't need to see those acts again. There is no doubt that this team needs a spark because they're sure as hell not going to get it from the offensive side of the football on the field. What the blank? If you can't say it, you can't do it. If I'm going to sell this product, that's exactly how I'm selling it right now. The other aspect is, I was talking to Brittany over here, who's a fantastic, fantastic employee with us, uh, comes out on promotions, does a great job. We love her. She's awesome. And I said, hey, what tickets do we have here? Next Colts home game is the Eagles. Right? So, I don't know how things are going to work out. I can envision how things are going to work out in Vegas coming up on Sunday. At least everybody's going out there with Bullseye. You're going to get drunk, probably lose a little bit of money, maybe see some nudity. I don't know what you're going to do. It all stays there. You'll have a really good time. Doesn't really matter at what point happens on the field at Allegiant Stadium, but you're going to go out there, and you're going to have a great time with Bullseyeeventgroup.com. But you do have to come back. You do have to come back, and whatever happens in Vegas coming up on Sunday – And I know that you already have tickets sold, but if you want to inspire, Jeff, Saturday just literally, when was it, was it last home game against the commanders? Did he not go up there and hit the anvil? Whatever that means. I think he went up there and slammed the anvil. At least, and again, this is me trying to sell you this, and I'm trying to sell myself this too because I'm a non-believer. I'm a non-believer in this. I don't get it. It looks like an absolute mismanaged mess to me right now. That's how it looks. That's how the real sitting here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Plainfield off of Main Street, this is the real me talking. But if somebody were going to try to sell me this, these are some of the points they're going to try to sell. And, and real football informationally, if Jeff has been around this team for a while, if Jeff does have a good working knowledge, if there is that belief, then so be it. Again, I'm going to have to see a lot more because I'm not sold. But the what the blank and this being much more exciting than the offense has been on this field the entirety of the year. I can say the, really the entirety of the team, but I'm, I'm going to give the defense a break yesterday, even though the defense played against a really awful offense in its own right. They just, they they got so clowned. Bill Belichick, can you imagine Bill Belichick behind closed doors was probably laughing? See Mac Jones. Mac Jones' comment yesterday was, you know, we kind of knew the defense. I'm paraphrasing here, by the way. We kind of knew the defense was going to have a day because we knew what the circumstances, I think he said the circumstances of the Colts. And the circumstances of the Colts is they – have a quarterback that's not very good and a very, very sucky offense, and they're a failure. Those are the circumstances. The circumstances of the Colts, and certainly the circumstances of the Colts' offense. And this is not what Mac Jones said, but this is what he would mean by circumstances: they're a sucky quarterback nobody believes in, especially not the opposing defenders. Uh, you've got a team that's in absolute disarray. You got an offense and an offensive line that looks like it's go ahead and ready it's ready to bail. Ready to bail. You know, I'm sick of all this, nothing's working. You know, we have a general manager that believe me, you know how hard this is to do? Matt Pryor, Matt Pry <laughs> I'm sorry. there has to be some sort of award. And I hate doing this because this is really jerking me, and my apologies. There has to be some sort of award when you get benched from three different offensive line positions. This season, it's only half the season's over. Seriously, if I'm the Colts right now, if you're trying to sell this as, hey, this is going to be entertaining, you go ahead and be a, see if you can get him benched from all five offensive line positions this year. That's your next step. Turn this just into an utter clown show. Just get him benched from all five. Start him at center, and then have him get worked, and then bench him from that. You know, put Quentin Nelson on the bench, because Quentin Nelson has been awful too, and then put him there, and you can bench him from all five. But again, I look at it this way. We all knew this, and this is dangerous territory here. We all knew what the general manager didn't. We all knew that that wasn't going to work at left tackle. We all were incredibly skeptical that it wasn't going to work really anyplace else, and you know what? It didn't. You know who needs to know that? The general manager. You know who doesn't know that? The general manager. You know who really should be concerned right now? The general manager. Chris Ballard's never done anything to me. I'm not mad at Chris Ballard. I just have to sit here and tell you exactly what's going on with this team. And doing this thing with Jeff Saturday is not good for the general manager. Oh, by the way, I'm going to step in again and do this, and you can come up on stage, and we can yip-yap a little bit, and by the end of the season, you'll be gone. Oh, the other aspect, right? I forgot. Remember going way back here when I told you that, you know, maybe, and I think Ian Rappaport had this as a report as well from NFL Network. Remember when I told you earlier that he was going to give more insight, a little bit more intel to Jim Ursa on what's going on within the organization? Um, If you can't trust your general manager to do that, then clearly he's not going to be your general manager very much longer. That's how that goes. (laughs) So, here it is. You're in a bad spot. You're hoping to be entertained by off-the-field stuff because the -the on-the-field product is far from entertaining. That is a bad spot. You know, I talked about last week about the apathy, right? of a fan base, uh, those scenarios are akin to one another. Yeah, apathy is, right. yeah, whatever happens, happens. You guys were bailing on that yesterday. Again, I hope that the Jeff Saturday thing works. I hope that that this is an absolute genius hire, but please inform me the last time the Colts did anything genius. Help me out on that. Oh, I love so many people over there, too, and we'll still have that love. We'll still have that affection for one another, but I'm brought in here to do a job. Honestly, tell me, when's the last time that something genius happened? I hope that it's genius, and believe me, there is nobody that wants to talk more junk against himself than me. I was just explaining this a little bit earlier. Ah, it's got to be really difficult to do this every single day. It is difficult to do this every single day because I'm a positive dude by nature. Every day, all I'm doing is complaining. I'm this old crotchety fart. I think I'm starting to transition into that. You guys have told me that for the past year or two. Maybe I am becoming that. I blame the Colts for it, and the Pacers to a degree. And everybody that's not a Miles Turner fan. Seriously, that is not how I'm built. Or what do they say? That's not how I'm wired. But how I am wired is to tell you the absolute truth, and that's how I feel about what has gone down today. It seems like it has been a sloppy, mismanaged mess. And unfortunately, that's what this organization has been. And until you fix that, and hopefully, I'm wrong about this, and this does, until you fix that, nothing else matters. Kind of like on the field offensively. Until you get a handle on this offensive line, it doesn't matter. I know I've been incredibly unfair to Sam Ellinger. I'm sorry, but that's how he looked yesterday. He didn't look fine yesterday. You guys would take fine, wouldn't you? You guys take fine? And it wasn't all about the offensive line. But that's where it starts. That's where it starts. And with that low level of play, that's where it ends. All right, I got a lot of room for you today at 239-1070. I've got a lot to get to, as you can probably tell behind me. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings in Plainfield off of Main Street. I'm going to tell you this. As I mentioned to you about trying to sell me on this thing, there should be a little bit of juice coming up a week from Sunday with what I guess would possibly be the unbeaten Eagles coming to town. Unbeaten. A couple of more weeks to see if that works out. But the unbeaten eagles coming to town. I've got a pair of tickets to give away. All you have to do is get here and sign up. I would love to see you here. Great food at Buffalo Wild Wings. One of our favorite stops on a Monday is this location in Plainfield. Our friends with Bud Light here as well, as you can tell, inside the lounge via YouTube Live, I have yet to open this up. But we are good to go on this Monday with the ice-cold Bud Light before me. But I want your thoughts. I think Jake's going to drop in. And one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure I had Jake – Kevin and Query in the mornings on, twofold, because Jeff Saturday actually was on this morning. So Jeff Saturday knew that he had this gig when he was talking to Kevin and Query this morning. There's no way they didn't. He absolutely knew he had this gig. So I want to dive into that. And then Jay Query is somebody around here that goes back equally as far as I do and remembers the bad old days and wants to try to piece together this discombobulated outfit right now into more of what we came to expect in the decade of the 2000s. Just an absolute, absolute riveting conversation with Jake coming up at some point later on today, but I do want to hear from you. I want to see if I sold you on the Saturday thing or if I sold you more on my sitting here at this moment belief. On the hiring of Jeff Saturday, Ring of Honor, former Colts center great, ESPN analyst, a great guy. So Bailey Wood, the financiers, they're a financial firm, I think, located out in Whiteland. And they do a lot of um, advertising with Jeff Saturday. They're probably thrilled right now with that. I would be, too. But I want to get your thoughts on the hiring of Jeff Saturday on an interim basis here. And which one of the two arguments I just made to you absolutely makes the most sense? Do that coming up on the other side. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, I have plenty of room. I'll jump in there with you guys and respond to you coming up in just a minute. Uh, We've got the lounge via YouTube Live is where you go for that. The stream, the app. We've got Facebook, I believe, live up there right now, too. HD Radio at 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Back with your calls next.
4: the ride with jmv i am in the parking
7: lot right now hammering a bacon egg and cheese. hold the cheese, in preparation to go deep with four hits and put on a laser show to the likes
8: of which you have never witnessed in your entire life
4: 93.5 and 107.5 the fan
0: welcome back everybody a hell of a day we're in plainfield Buffalo Wild Wings, one of our favorite locations right here. I've got tickets to give away a pair for the Colts and the Eagles game a week from Sunday, which now probably becomes more interesting for what uh, is going on right now off the field than it will be, especially offensively. I'm I'm trying to stay away from giving a lot of the defense um, grief because they, they don't deserve it from yesterday. One of the biggest offensive clown shows I have ever seen. And the scary proposition of this all is we come to expect that from this group. We do. So Jeff Saturday being hired on an interim basis as the head coach because Frank Reich early in the day was relieved of his duties. If he is there to evaluate the interior of this organization, I don't know, maybe to become the next general manager. Seriously, you guys are going to laugh about that. Maybe that's the play here. Because clearly, if you're doing this with Chris Ballard right now riding shotgun, Chris Ballard's going to get kicked to the back seat on this. This There's no way in the world is this good for Ballard business right here. It just isn't. So maybe that's why you're doing it. Find out a little bit of juice inside. That locker room. Find out what's going. You're a former all-pro center. Find out why such a high level of foo bar with a group that is clearly overpaid and underperforming and misevaluated by a long stretch. Find that out. There's a lot of work to be done here. Now, from what you hear, Jeff Saturday's already had some fingerprints on getting to know. The inside of the organization prior to this, which sure makes Frank, you know what, Frank Reich, I don't want to see anybody canned, but let me tell you this, if I can make that much money and get canned, hallelujah, everybody. So again, it stinks, I don't care. You lose your gig, it is going to stink, and I'm not making light of that one bit. But this today, this today, I'm trying to make sense out of it for you. But I I certainly don't have it right now, and what I can give to you right now is the sign of a bad team and a bad organization. Let's build a little bit of excitement with somebody that we trust and we know. I'm not talking about ticket sales here. Those are already done, but I'm talking about bringing somebody in that can give this product a little bit of juice because it was bone dry yesterday. That was a brutal watch. Brutal. I would have watched... Seriously, anybody with me on this? I would have watched Dances with Wolves like three times yesterday over watching that football game. <laughs> I thought, hey, where's hey Blake, can you get Dances with Wolves? Because this really sucks. It was that bad. That bad. So that's, that's my play in trying to sell this. Like, my good friend Travis is in here. He's actually a salesperson... Uh, for us at Urban One and the fan. And I'm kind of curious, I, I want to get a, a sales pitch standpoint on this because I gave you my sales pitch. Why not Bubba Ventrone? If it's Bubba Ventrone, if it's Jeff Saturday, at that point, does it really matter with this uninspired group? I know that doesn't sound like a good sales pitch right there. I agree. But that's what makes the most sense to me. Jim Irsay has been making many of these last month recent moves. That's another thing that's not good for Chris Ballard. So you honestly think that Chris Ballard said, you know what? This is not working with Frank Reich here after five years. Um, I really like what Jeff Saturday says on ESPN. Why don't we hire him in the interim? So you think... That's what happened. That is absolutely positively not what happened. This all comes down to the trust with what we like to reference as, at least around here, the golden era of this Colts franchise. That is trust in that group. Now, I will also tell you that it was a similar trust in that group that got five years of Frank Reich here. Much like tonight, you got a press conference that was at 6 o'clock that's moved back to 730, which sounds a lot like the Josh McDaniels press conference, if you remember, that kept getting pushed back and pushed back, and then it didn't happen. (laughs) Then all of a sudden, no, you know what, I'm not coming. That's it. I'm not suggesting that's going to happen now, but it was interesting to me when I found that news out a little bit earlier. But no, I mean, it was the, the golden era folks here that led... Jim say down the path to Frank Reich five years ago. Again, what's it matter? And I gave you the risky business line of, you know, sometimes you got to say what the blank, make your move. And I'm trying to sell this positively. This is not what I believe, by the way, but I'm trying to sell this to you positively. If you're going to hire Bubba Ventrone on an interim, why do you need to hire John Fox or Gus Bradley? I think we've seen that before, right? Why do you need to do that? And I don't know how many people out there are going, you know what, you missed out on Bubba Ventron. What the hell? So sometimes you got to say what the blank. Make your move. I'm selling that to you right now. All right, numbers 239-1070. I hear you guys a lot of calls and some air time here. Keith, Frank Reich out. Jeff Saturday in. How you feeling?
8: You just flew it wide open. That's why Saturday's here. Saturday's going to be the next general manager. He's going to evaluate the team and then make recommendations. Ballard's gone. He's in in the discussion.
0: I didn't throw it out there because I had not thought about it. So yes, Keith, thank you. Go ahead. Because of that, I was going to say. So I was going to say something totally
8: uh, separate, and then when you said that, that just told me right there in the discussion.
0: Wait, well, you got to keep in mind too, everybody especially those that have been related to or connected to Jeff Saturday in the world of, you know, NFL television and, you know, analyst work have all before they talk about his prowess as, you know, this great high school coach, they have brought up, well, he's going to look around and see what. Yeah, and again, you would think that the general manager could give back all of these answers to the owner since you have him right there, which is not bode at all well. For the general manager so yes i think that's an interesting path keith we travel down together exactly anything else no that's all i wanted to say and i think yes. Saturday is going to be the right fit bringing peyton manning's the coordinator <laughs> yeah there you go thank you a lot if i'm peyton manning i love what i do Keith, thanks for the phone call i love what i do right now i don't get anywhere near this business now People are going to say Kyle and I were actually having this conversation before I walked into this Buffalo Wild Wings and Plainfield. Now, sometimes you got to get that itch, that competitive itch back in the game. And maybe Omaha Productions are doing a Monday nighter with your bro on TV on ESPN2 or a myriad of commercials where you can't really turn on a TV channel without seeing a man in commercial. I love the dude. Always have and always will. There is nothing that I would love more than this. I just can't see it. I don't know why he would do it. I don't know why he would do it. If he did, it may give me, like, the – should I say this? It may give me the ultimate sports arousal. If like, pay me out, here's where I'm coming. i go, like, okay. <laughs> then I have to change all of my outlooks here. I just can't see it. I don't know why he would do it. Bill's up next at two three nine ten seventy. Hello, Bill. How are
4: you?
3: Hey, uh, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, I just want to say that uh... – you said what have the Colts done right in the in the past yeah. 10 15 years? Yes. F- follow the money, man. They've got No, the no, no, sweetest- no. I'm
0: talking No, I'm talking about the past 5 or 6 years.
3: Uh, well, even then, follow the money. They've got the sweetest deal with Indianapolis. They get all the revenue, they get all the proceeds from the games. they're, they're putting the worst product on television and if the franchise or the value of the Colts goes down, the CAB Board in Indianapolis is going to uh, buttress, us, buttress them up with more money to them, so don 't the Colts and Ursay don 't have to do anything. all they have to do is show up every sunday, and that 's exactly what they 're doing they 're showing well, up every Sunday
0: Bill, I will tell you this, as far as the deal is concerned, it being sweet you 're right, but I can absolutely tell you that Jim Ursay wants to win, and Jim Ursay gets embarrassed by performances like yesterday, which leads him to intervene or meddle. And while there have been times in the past, I think we felt, hey, I'm good. He's jumping in on this. Hey, you know what? Josh McDaniels leaves in the 11th hour, embarrasses the organization. Now the owner says, hey, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to take the reins on this. But we have seen recently maybe he should hang and play music and do his, um, you know, his his memorabilia, pop culture, music memorabilia place, and hire somebody like he did Polian that he entrust to steer this organization in the right direction. Uh, there's been probably too many fingerprints on this, but I do know this. I know the bill he wants to win, and he gets embarrassed, especially after days like yesterday, for sure.
3: Yeah, but then he over over uh, extends himself. He, I I, I yeah. never thought that's I, called meddling.
0: Yeah, that's meddling. That's the meddling. He, he, that's and, the meddling and, aspect of and, it. And, yeah, and,
3: and and I never thought that Ballard has been the GM that they said he was when they brought him here. He did great in Kansas City, but the greatness doesn't. Lo- it's not don't tell me what you did last year. Tell me what you're going to do in the future. Hey. Bill, thank
0: you very much for the call. You can call again soon. Here's the, here's the reason why. And this is my take on Chris Ballard. And I don't have an axe to grind or anything. But I can tell you, he has made some picks where you go, I like Jonathan Taylor. You know, with the drop two weeks ago, a week ago, whatever it was, you like Michael Pittman Jr. There are some aspects that you like. But the problem that, the problem that is created with Chris Ballard is his core belief. His core belief in a brand of football that is not this era elite level winning possible. It's just not. And if it is possible, he has not found it within this roster. That is what throws all of this in disarray. You put all of your stock and all of your thoughts and your theory, your blueprint, the construction of this team is of an era of football in which you can no longer win on a high level. And I know what you're going to say. Well, what about Tennessee? I like Mike Vrabel a great deal. They are few and far between teams like that that are able to grind, able to grind out wins. We've seen Tennessee two years ago go all the way to the AFC title game. And it kind of ended because, right, they just didn't have enough at the end of it. I love it. I'd love to be able to cover that team because I love the way that they play. I love the way that they're coached up. I mean, seemingly nothing gets in their way. I know they lost last night, but nothing really gets in their way. They just continue to go about their business regardless of the personnel that's on the field. And there's a great deal of admiration I have for that. But – the construction that Chris Ballard has put with this team has failed him and them miserably and set back this season in an embarrassing fashion. And I'm talking about the construction of the offensive line, a belief in this group that was completely misevaluated. That's the only way that you can look at it. But you can also, I mean, you can make a name and a reputation on trading up and getting guys like Jonathan Taylor. Hey, he's a running back, lead leader in in yards a year ago. That's a big deal. But we all know the truth around here. That's why you listen to us and you don't listen to the national stuff because they don't pay attention to this every day. We know that the core beliefs of what Chris Ballard has put together on this team have not worked and have failed. And that's where this team is right now. And that is who he is. That is his resume more than getting Jonathan Taylor right. All right, quick break, and we'll come back. Buffalo Wild Wings, we are in Plainfield. Our friends from Bud Light are here, I've got tickets. You're going to see, unless something happens between now and then, <laughs> you're going to see the coaching home debut of Jeff Saturday, who was hired today as the interim head coach of the Colts. Of course, that first home game is a week from Sunday against the Eagles at Lucas Oil Stadium. You have a chance to win a pair of tickets here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Plainfield. Frank Reich fired today. Jeff Saturday hired today. Press conference coming at you later on tonight at 730. 239-1070. Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live and so much more. Crank it up to a dull roar, won't you? Ninety three five and 107.5, the fan.
6: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
4: The Ride with JMV. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself. (laughs) 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: I got to welcome you back to Buffalo Wild Wings. We are in Plainfield. Thank you so much for joining us. Bud Light is here, too. I've got tickets to see the Colts and the Eagles coming up a week from Sunday, which may have gotten a little bit more spicy with the dismissal of Frank Reich earlier today after just what was... An incredibly embarrassing offensive performance yesterday in Foxborough on that 26-3 loss to the Patriots for the Colts. So you get that, and then literally, I know this sounds bad, but how many of you thought that, that was like an Onion tweet or something? <laughs> we saw Jeff Saturday is being hired away from ESPN to become the interim head coach. I, I have said this. I said this at the beginning of the show. I, I think there's more to it as far as the talent evaluation and where he's going to land as player personnel guy more than it is ultimately the head coach. But I, listen, I get the arguments of, all right, so then why is he the head coach right here? And then what's that mean for Kish Ballard? I think we all know what that means for Chris Ballard. I saw this, and I'm going to get to Jake in just a second. Bob Kravitz had tweeted this uh, from The Athletic as a column headline. What we see here is a dysfunctional organization. This is a bad look for Ursay and for Ballard. That's, that's, That's the look. It looks like it's incredibly dysfunctional. I've tried to make sense, and I tried to sell it to you, and I certainly hope that it works, because I like Jeff Saturday, and you know how much I loved that era of Colts football, and covering it, and watching it. It was glorious. I hope that this works, but it seems like it's incredibly dysfunctional, because again, it was eight days ago when Say said that Frank Reich was safe. Just like prior to that, Frank Reich talked about Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan injured and benched. This is... All the looks and all the makings of a completely dysfunctional organization right now. That's how it looks. Now, on the other side, if you want to try to sell it, I mean, again, if you're going to hire somebody on an interim basis, listen, no disrespect to Bubba Ventrone, but whatever. If you're going to hire an interim, hire just Go ahead. See what you got with somebody. Take a shot. You know, I gave you that risky business line of, you know, sometimes you got to say, what the blank, make your move, do it, just do it, and the process, you've already sold the tickets, that doesn't matter, but maybe you get a little spice, as I mentioned earlier, maybe a little bit of juice in the building, but to me, it still doesn't take away the height of comedy and the clown show that a lot of this has looked about, I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to look at it, give me on the bright side, I just don't know where on the bright side has been. I just don't know. Greg says, when you say you hope that it works out, what does that mean? What do you mean, what does that mean? I hope it works out for him. I hope that either he comes in here and he's a coach and he continues to coach, or he comes in here and he turns out to be a talent evaluator. I hope that it works out. Yeah, I hope this is just not a circus sideshow. That's what I mean. Jay Query of the morning show, Kevin and Query, who oddly enough had Jeff Saturday on this morning, as they do every Monday mornings on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Help me um, dismiss anything I've said so far, back up something I've said so far. Where do you stand on where this is right now?
5: Well, let me preface with John, and as always, thanks for having me on. Um, let me preface with, like everybody, you know, we, we don't really know any answers as to timelines and motivation just yet. So you're reading tea leaves. You're going off of conversations. You're going off of precedent, history, etc. I can't rule out. I don't know that this is the case, but let me throw this at you, John, and then you tell me what you think of this. I can't rule out the possibility. The first thing that I thought when I heard that Jeff Saturday was the interim was Chris Ballard was not consulted on this. Or if he was, he was not, he was, he was told this is what was happening. This is a Jim Mersey move, which in fact neuters Chris Ballard. And there's probably not a lot to be gained by making a change of the general manager in the middle of the season. So then I began to wonder if Jim Mersey doesn't know already that he's getting rid of Chris Ballard at the end of the year. So Jeff Saturday is brought in not just as the interim head coach but to do a three-month talent evaluation and inventory to say to Jim Merce, these are the guys you want to run with and these are the guys that you want to part with and from a a roster standpoint. And thus, Jim Merce cleans house altogether. I, I can't rule that out. I don't know that for certain. But it would seem to me that if Chris Ballard was the general manager of the football team with executive decision on the direction of the team, I mean, look, he he had his opportunity to hire a head coach. He hired one that then turned around and went in the opposite direction and is now in Las Vegas and is the next coach they're going to see on the schedule. So they ended up going with the head coach that by default, I think Jim Irsay, ended up selecting without Chris Ballard's – you know, it wasn't Chris Ballard that hired Frank Reich. They brought in one quarterback that was Frank Reich's suggestion. They then had to get rid of that one and brought in another one that seemingly was Jim Mercey's choice, and then that quarterback was benched for another quarterback that was Jim Mercey's promotion. So so through all of this, I think, where is Chris Ballard's voice? And this leads me towards leaning towards the direction that Chris Ballard's job is in jeopardy as well. I don't think that I'm saying. No, I think he's done. The most, I, I, you
0: know. I, yeah, I think this decision, this decision means that Ballard is done. I'll give you my theory, and I don't know if it's going to play out to be accurate, but, but one is, and I was trying to sell folks on this because I, I think this, this whole thing does look incredibly dysfunctional. I mean, all of it, and it has for a while and certainly does right now. But I think what happens is, this is my theory, that they want Saturday to come in here. He's already been, I guess, to a degree, from what I've been told, doing some evaluations um, organizationally, looking at things organizationally even prior to that. So I think he comes in here. You know, he's the coach. He, He finds out what's going on on the inside organizationally, because really you have Chris Ballard for that. So why would you need to bring Jeff Saturday in to do that? I think he does that and then I think at the end of the season maybe he slides over and becomes the next general manager when they part ways with Chris Ballard. That's that's my theory. I'm not suggesting it's going to be accurate but that's my theory.
5: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you know, listen. We had Jeff Saturday on us, you know, we have him on each week and I and I had forgotten this. Kevin unearthed the audio. It wasn't long ago but you know, the show takes place before I go to bed each day so have, you know, sure. have a heart. Um But we, you know, I had asked Jeff Saturday, somebody had asked a question, I think it was about three weeks or a month ago, of would Jeff Saturday ever run the organization? And so I kind of flippantly asked him that. And he laughed and said, hey, you know, tell Jim to give me a call, whatever. And I said, well, hey, listen, I mean, obviously they've got a GM with Chris Ballard, but if that phone call was made from an organization somewhere, would you take it? And he said, well, I've had teams reach out to me, but the Colts are not one of them. Um you know, and so now we know where that answer is. We know that, yes, in fact, he's certainly at the least willing to be in a coaching role, you know, whether that, who they turn to then to become the head coach, I don't know that answer. And I don't know that they know that answer at this point in terms of the permanent head coach. But again, I go back to, um, and I know that I'm stating the obvious, by no means am I pretending to be, you know, some sort of big investigative reporter here. You know, I'm not Bob Siegel, right? But it it, it, just, it appears to me if I'm Chris Ballard, I'm not comfortable in the press conference tonight at 7 o'clock, and unfortunately I'm not going to be able to be there because I've got a, a previous commitment I'm going to the Pacer game, but I, I'm hopeful that somebody asks Chris Ballard tonight directly, how much say did you have in this, and are you comfortable with this direction?
0: Well, and, and while you can ask that, look at all the questions that have been asked, and the answers that those questions have, have ended up getting from, you know, Jim Irsay just eight days ago talking about how these guys are safe. And I know that that was just in the moment before Halloween, but still it's stuff that you go back to. It just seems like everything, maybe not everything, but most of the things we've heard from training camp on has been disproven at, at some point not too far after these things are said. And that's another one of the reasons why this kind of just seems like a... How should I put this? Just a, a, a chaotic, messy... And it's not just because Jeff Saturday, you know, is trying to do something that really nobody has done in forever. You know, make that jump to the head coach of the NFL. He's a high school guy. has never had college or NFL experience. It just seems like the message all the way around from this team has been messy. They try to quiet the criticism by saying something, assuming that everybody that's a Colts fan wants to hear, and then it turns out being completely inaccurate. That's kind of how I view everything right now.
5: Dom, my concern would be this. My concern would be, you and I have talked about this before, and I realize it's dangerous sometimes to go off of speculation or conjecture. But a lot of us who have covered this team for a long time have always heard, and I've mentioned it to you probably 100 times on these airwaves, the theory that when Bill Pullion was the director, you know, was overseeing everything for the Colts, that that was under the direction of the NFL because Ursay, to his credit, issues that he worked his way through, that Ursae had some issues where the NFL had concern and placed Bill Pullian under an undetermined amount of time to run the franchise and take that power away from Jim Irsay. And they had great stability during that time period and they had great success. But since the time that theoretically that power has been returned to Jim Irsay, rightly so, he's the owner, to underneath them, it's been, I wouldn't say a disaster by any stretch, but stability would not be the word that I would use. And as we move further along, the instability seems to be more consistent than stability itself. And that would yeah, be a concern yeah. to people, I think. Well,
0: and, and that's where my my theory regarding Saturday, you know, being somebody that's a decision maker and not so much the coach and moving forward, uh, that's I, I think that's what it's going to take, and I'll put it this way, for the owner to stop meddling, for the the owner to start stop getting involved. I mean, think about what he's in, been involved with, you know, these decisions, you know, the past really three weeks or so. I mean, he's the reason why. Beyond the shoulder injury, Matt Ryan is benched and benched for the rest of the year. He's the one that wanted to see more than anybody else, Sam Ellinger. He's the one that said enough is enough for Frank Reich. And most of these decisions, I think everybody is cool with. But clearly, he's the one that wants to bring in Jeff Saturday, and I will say this, I've been trying to sell that to folks because I don't really buy it, but I've been trying to sell it to them about, you know, if you're going to hire a guy on an interim basis, I mean, go with somebody that you want to really see because that was a reason why the most felt the Bubba Ventrone would get the interim job over a guy like John Fox or Gus Bradley because you'd already seen them as a head coach and you want to see this guy who some believe could be some sort of up-and-coming type of coach in the not-so-distant future. So, you know, if you're going to do that, then, then why not this? But to me, that is still a tough sell beyond the fact that it looks like the owner's meddling. And when this recently has happened, negative things have
5: occurred thereafter. I mean, Giles, what, what is the entire... Coaching staff, aside from maybe Reggie Wayne. Listen, I know that people love Jeff Saturday. He's a respected guy. He's a, he's a good guy, no question. But what do people think when all of a sudden this seismic change happens within their organization and the team that they're an assistant coach for, and now all of a sudden they're answering to and having meetings being called by a guy that two weeks ago wasn't even in the building. Yeah. No, I know. You know I mean, yeah. there has to be has to be some resentment there. Does there not? And furthermore, I would guess, yeah. Yeah, You know, I mean, the players know Jeff Saturday because of the fact he was on ESPN. But, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Like, I think I told you two weeks ago, something like that, I went back and spoke to the North Central High School football team for their senior banquet. And I was on my way there, and I actually had Saturday do a video for them. And he did a really cool video. It was about two minutes long and sent it to me, and I, I played it for the, the kids at North Central, and then it dawned on me. Wait a minute. I don't know how many of these kids, these high school kids, and he did a really good job of saying from the from the start of it, hey, you guys probably don't know this, but I played for the Colts, and now I'm on ESPN. They probably know him from ESPN. But I got to thinking about it, and I'm like, high school kids wouldn't remember necessarily his playing career with the Colts for the most part. So how many, how many guys playing for the Colts right now even are uh, not aware of it? They're all aware of it. But you don't know, remember it, or 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 understand it, or have the reverence for it. But they would know him from obviously from ESPN, and I think he's probably been around the building an awful lot. I mean, he was at he was at training camp a lot. He probably knows a lot of those guys. But I just wonder what the reaction is going to be to all of a sudden starting tomorrow. They got to answer to his commands. You know. I
0: look at it this way too. I um, you, you talk about the re- resentment of the players, from what people were saying over there maybe not so much from a player standpoint or angle, but just people in that building were as, and this is out there, this is not just me, but were equally as surprised at what took place with this decision as we were today. Because when you first saw that, you didn't want to immediately retweet it because you thought, yeah, this is somebody, man. This is somebody messing around here. You don't want to retweet. I mean, you really had to look at it and go, this is seriously accurate. And I think that from what I've been told, most in that, that
5: building thought the same thing. Especially considering, I mean, from selfishly speaking, you know, I, I looked at it and I'm like, wait a minute, he, he, we just had him on the air two hours ago. Yeah. And I mean, and I asked Saturday this morning if he thought the question that I asked Jeff Saturday was look, Jeff, we always talk about coaches losing the locker room. But is it possible this locker room lost him? Is it possible that Frank Reich has checked out and knows he's done and is just and, and psychologically is checked out? And Saturday, essentially, not so many words. I don't want to quote him directly, but to paraphrase it, he just said, "Look, he's not a mailed-in guy. He had mailed it in. He's gonna he's gonna continue to fight, do his job." But I mean, clearly at that point Saturday knew, right? And I get it. I mean, I yeah. respect the fact oh, yeah. he's not gonna say it, but you know, but he knew. So you can imagine my shock, like, wow, okay. You know, just had him on. Now I guess the big question becomes, is he still going to do our show on Mondays? Well,
0: I, I guess, do you think he knew when he was hitting the anvil with a hammer last week? Think like he knew then?
5: Yeah, I think he knew, honestly. I'll bet the conversations began when he was here for Tariq Glenn's Ring of Honor. No
0: doubt, yeah.
5: Yeah. And I also would think that Jeff, that I... I don't think and i want to, I don't think that it would have gone for very long, but I would think just it would behoove of Jim Mercy again and probably Saturday as well that they at least ran it past Pate Manning if he'd want to be involved in any way, and that probably that conversation lasted shorter than the amount of time it took me to set up that answer <laughs> oh i love I
0: do love the golden era and again. Right. What, whatever they're trying to do here, I, I hope that, and I, I guess when you talk about it working out, you hope that you know they come to this this conclusion and it's legitimate. You know, it's not just again the owner meddling with somebody that he's known for a long time and, and trust that you know maybe has sold him, I, but nobody completely. else on on what could be the future. I I, I, I mean I, I guess I want this to be legitimized because I. I love that era as much as I do, and I like Jeff and obviously Manning and that group, and you don't want to besmirch that level of greatness that we saw back then with just some kind of circusy
5: decision-making in the now, if you know what I mean. I mean, Jamie, the thing to me that's the most disappointing, the thing to me that's the most disappointing is you have two franchises in this town. You had the Pacers and the Colts, and theoretically right now they're in the exact same position. They're both starting over from scratch. The difference being the Pacers were up front about it, and they completely flipped the fan base in, in being transparent, where people were like, okay, all right, well, you know, that's kind of fun. I'm on board. And I'll get in. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Whereas with the Colts, they sold everybody this bill of goods that this was the year. They were all chips in. They were going after it. And it didn't work out, and now – all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of acting like they're still trying to salvage the season, but it's over. It's over. I, I mean, even if they went on the hottest miracle streak of all time and won their last nine games, it's or eight or whatever it is, it's over. It's eight games. So they'd be 11-5-1. Sam Ellinger are going to go into Buffalo in January and win you a game? They can't guard anybody. They can't block anybody. So... It's just disappointing because I'm not the one that said they were pushing all in this year. You're not the one that said that. They said that. We didn't. They said that. So I think you have a disappointed fan base and a disappointed city that has emotionally and financially put their time and interest into a franchise that they just felt like, at the very least, they should get transparency back from. And they were sold a bill of goods.
0: It's so Jay Query, the morning show, Kevin and Query, weekday morning, 7 until 10 a.m. He's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. That has just kind of been the track in most of the, the past five or six years. But, and certainly since, you know, the quarterback stepped away in the fashion in which he did, these are the types of things that I wouldn't say this story today is commonplace, but, you know, days like this where you're wondering where this is all going has become commonplace, and that certainly is unfortunate. So offensive coordinator-wise, Scotty Montgomery, Scott Milanovich, what do you think is going to be calling the plays or at least going to be initiating with the uh, offensive coordination? And uh, what do you think we're going to hear coming up later on tonight? What's going to be that 7.30 live press conference angle in your estimation?
5: Well, first off, I think it'll be Scotty Montgomery. Uh, I don't know that, but that, that's kind of my gut or what I hear. Yeah. Secondly, I think what we're going to hear is, you know, that that they just, you know, the horseshoe, you know, Jeff Saturday's a horseshoe guy, and they just felt like this was the right, this, you know, they're excited about the direction and he's going to bring a new voice. And when in reality, I think he's being brought in to, to give a survey, I, I think he's brought in to, to oversee what's going on and report back to Ursay and say, Here's the good and here's the bad. Uh, You know, I, again, I think the biggest thing that needs to be addressed tonight is how much did Ballard have say in this? Because is this a sign that Chris Ballard is being given new direction in terms of the coach to work with? Or is this a sign that Chris Ballard is dead man walking? I don't know the answer to that, but let me ask you, John, do you think Chris Ballard is general manager of the Colts a year from now?
0: No, no, not on any level. No, I think he lasts the end of the year, and and we'll see what happens with with this this whole thing. But um, I think at the end of the year, I think it's over.
5: I do. Yeah, I mean he's had plenty of time. I get the Andrew Luck thing was was a challenge, but you know there are a lot of teams that have had a lot of challenges since that time, and um, you know I, I'm not sitting here writing his his obit just yet, career wise, but. Um, you know, seemingly a nice guy, but a good guy in the community. But if they do make that change, I understand it because they've won one playoff game in six years. Uh, that's and what it and comes to
0: be down. completely fair, I mean, Frank Reich, who's not going to be confused with Vince Lombardi anytime soon, if he's on the hook at this level, then Chris Ballard should be on the hook at this level because yes, people want to point the, to the moves he made. But they always point to the positive ones. They haven't pointed to the ones that really have tripped up this organization when... You know they're supposed to be winning. You know when we hear the words of the expectations or the all chips are in, and you know we're gonna you're, you're, the expectation is winning the AFC South, and I, I think the conclusion that you draw this year that they've backpedaled so far. You thought that they were close, and then we saw this season, and Jake within their own division, they're not close. they, they totally. are not close. It's not well here or there. If you get a win here or there, and you could no, it's not even close right now so to me you make that choice on Ballard similar to the one on Reich because he's as accountable as the head coach should be
5: yeah and again I mean you've reset now the timeline where you're going to need another two or three years because now you got to go with another quarterback and you got to rebuild and they've got good play they've got a lot of money tied up in positions where they have good players but they're they are positions that are not of the premium relevance in the 2022 National Football League, and that's the unfortunate thing. They got all their money tied up in, you know, a a guard and a linebacker and just areas that, unfortunately, good players, very good players, but it's like having a seven-foot back-to-the-basket, Charles Oakley-type center in the NBA today. It's just an antiquated school of thought you believe how bad that
0: product offensively was yesterday? And and here's the other thing, too. I said last week Sam Ellinger was fine. Um, He was awful yesterday. (laughs) So I know that everybody's still looking for, well, whether or not you have an answer. I think I have my answer. Do you have your answer on Ellinger?
5: Yeah. I mean, I think if you were going to say it fairly, you would say that it's really hard to assess anybody yesterday because he had zero time to do anything. But I think we have a pretty good idea who he is. And that is, you know, he's like Chase Daniel, right? A guy that could probably play 12 years as a solid backup in the NFL. But if you're relying on him being your guy, you're probably not very good. So do you know whether or
0: not you guys are still going to have Jeff Saturday on Mondays?
5: I don't know that. I would certainly hope so. Um you know, those decisions are made probably above me, but I, I would, I, we will do everything we can to cement it. I can tell you that. Um, I would love to. I think he's a good guest, and I think certainly now his, uh, his input would be invaluable, but I don't know for certain one way or the other. But he has been a guest of ours every Monday, of course.
0: Do you think there will be any uh, juice, any inspiration for Colts fans in what has been a disappointing lost season when they return home for that Philly game a week from Sunday with his hiring?
5: Interesting question, because I asked the Twitter poll. I did a Twitter survey, you know, to kind of gauge where people are. And I know Twitter's not the MLB all, obviously. Uh, But I just said, Jeff, Saturday is an interim. A, love it, let's go. B, I lost interest. C, it makes no sense. Or D, it's a sign of total disarray. And right now, with um, close to 1,500 people voting, nearly half say that it's a sign of total disarray. So I think that probably answers the question.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I tried to. I gave my side, and my side is in dysfunction, disarray, meddling, all of that. And I tried to say, all right, so here's our ways this can work. And when you, when you look at it, this is the one thing I came up with, Jake, with with the uh, interim tag in mind. Once you're going to interim, who cares? You know what I mean? I, and that's not. Yeah. I shouldn't probably say that because you do care, and that is. <laughs> That's not good for the hiring of Jeff Saturday. But if you're going to put Bubba Ventrone there as an interim, why not Jeff Saturday? And I guess yeah, kind of why not you? Why not me? Why not anybody? And I haven't sold myself on that, but I think that's a selling point here. And it does help. We know this being around here because we're all from here. We we love the greatness of eras here. We would all – Hey, would you, like, would you this season put back – I use 1987 team, if you could have it, in a oh, second, man. right? You'd put it all back together again, wouldn't you? In a nah. second.
5: I mean, I'm not going to sit here and run down the box score for you of the 87 championship <laughs> game, but I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. tell you that, that Alford had 23, Smart had 21, Thomas had 20, yeah. Garrett had 10, uh, Isle, Hillman, Callaway, and Kreech Smith yes. all played but did not score. And Todd Meyer played but did not score. I mean, you know, so, yeah. Uh, listen. I keep saying, listen, uh, let me, let me say this, Uh, you know, two things. Number one, I I think Jeff Saturday is obviously a very likable guy. He is the seventh interim head coach now in the history of the franchise, going back to Baltimore. Only one of them, which was Ron Meyer was retained as head coach was kept on. So one would think that by precedent to your point, he probably slides into another role. And secondly, I love every time you say the word metal because I keep thinking of Scooby-Doo.
0: No, me too. Those meddling kids, <laughs> that meddling I owner. Beer. Hey, I, I do have to own this. Speaking of which, I loved it when he meddled when the Josh McDaniels thing went, went haywire. And that, again, speaks to what most of the folks around here, they, they, they still have. I still have a connection to that golden era that we call the golden era. You know, Super Bowl 41, you know, two Super Bowls, one win, that era where... Colts football finally mattered around here. We finally found out what it was like to be a really good NFL team and an exciting NFL market. That changed the dynamic, really, not just here with Colts fans, but on the high school level in football as well. So much change from that level of greatness, and I want it all to work, and I love that connection. I, was, I, I liked it when Polian and Dungy and Manning got involved back when Josh McDaniel said no and they brought in Frank Reich. But then... You know, you look at it five years later, and it didn't work out
5: whatsoever. It makes you wonder now if there's going to be another coaching search. To your point, I know I can't yes. belabor in this point. You know, how much does Chris Ballard get say in it? Or is it done by committee? Do they break, you know, who, who does Jim Mercy trust to help him with this hire? Or does he just decide that he can do it on his own? Yeah, he just you know, hired him. He, I think he just hired him, didn't he? And then I'm sure
0: that you know, some of the usual suspects will probably have a little bit of input as well. But I'm, yeah. I'm assuming he just hired him. I, I, again, in closing, I've got to let you go here, but the, the, the Chris Ballard thing, there is no way in the world you can view this as good for Chris Ballard. Nowhere. I mean, things at this press conference will have to be explained to me, like I'm a seven-year-old to understand it, for me to come off of that particular point. I don't know how in the no, world I've you can view it otherwise.
5: any other press conference.
0: Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, you guys be locked and loaded. I'm sure you will. We will, John. I appreciate it. You got it, buddy. Thank you. It's uh, Jay Query, the Kevin and Query morning show, weekday morning, 7 until 10 a.m. right here on the fan. Buffalo Wild Wings and Plainfield looking for you. I've got stuff to give away, don't I, right now? got a pair of Eagles Colts tickets. First home game, interim head coach Jeff Saturday. Your chance to win that's coming up a little bit later on. Again, you've got an interim head coach in Jeff Saturday. You have an outgoing head coach in Frank Reich, and you have a press conference that was stated for six now push back because of travel situations until 730 tonight. Of course you got Pacer Hoop later on tonight against New Orleans as well. That and more, but your phone calls on the other side. I'll get back to you. And it's you and I the rest of the way at 239-1070. Big day for Colts fans to have a little bit of a voice and some input at 239-1070. We'll come at you next.
6: Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
4: The Ride with JMV. I'm the bullish prince. <laughs> 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Hey, we're live at Buffalo Wild Wigs in Plainfield on a wild day. Frank Reich dismissed earlier in the day, and then about two hours later, it was known that Jeff Saturday, the former Colts center, ring of honor, ESPN analyst, will become the interim head coach of the Colts. (laughs) Robert Mathis tweeted this. Thank you, Greg, for sending this, by the way. Uh, this This is from Robert Mathis. This is a chess move because you got Reggie Wayne there. Now Jeff Saturday at the helm, and it's only a natural to think that you can get the sheriff to come back to town and restore order. (laughs) Robert Mathis, that's what everybody is thinking right now. This Odell at 239-1070. Odell, jump on the show. How are you? Tony? Sorry. Odie. Odie. What's up? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it said Odell here. Odie, my bad. Go ahead.
2: What's going on? So, you and Query kind of covered it. How did a Saturday come in not neutered exactly like Chris? Nobody on staff prepared to take that position. Who's, who's calling the plays? Who's running the offense? Is, is Orlovsky coming from Bristol with um, Jeff Saturday? Yeah, he
0: apparently is not. But, yeah, somebody new to calling plays, I guess, will be calling the plays. <laughs> no doubt. Stoddy Montgomery, maybe. So, yeah, somebody new to it will be doing it. Yeah, my guys say that Matt Ryan should be doing it here and calling the plays for Nick Foles. Odie, what do you think about that scenario?
2: I hate it. I mean, my question (laughs) I was going to ask you next is, does Matt Ryan get back in there now with Jeff Saturday coming in? Do they they ditch the whole Ellinger thing? Or, again, like you said previously multiple times, is Ursa going to make Jeff stick with Ellinger? For the rest of
0: the year. Yeah, well, I, there are financial, I a, believe, Odie, there are financial concerns that, um, and th- I think this is kind of more about Ryan than it is anything else. Financial concerns about, you know, Matt Ryan, if you put him back in there, I mean, you could say he still has a ding, ding shoulder or whatever. Um, but I would expect, I guess even beyond that, I would expect Ellinger to still be the quarterback, not to see Nick Foles unless he gets injured, and not to see Matt Ryan again. That'd be one of the first questions in this I would ask coming up later on tonight is, all right, so you're the new head coach. Who do you like at quarterback here? But again, Odie, from what I've been told, I guess he's had his fingerprints on things a little bit here, been sizing things up within this Colts organization uh, well prior to being hired as the interim head coach today. So, well, I guess I rarely, we'll see in the short term how much he knows.
2: I rarely agree with the guy on before you, but I, this is total PR BS. And I, why not go get a Sean Payton who's sitting at home on his couch right now? Get somebody in here that knows what the heck you're doing, that ran an offense at, at the Super Bowl level, and, and make this right this shit. Because right now, Quint Nelson's been on his butt ever since he got paid. And it's something in that locker room, it, it can't just be Frank Wright. It's, it's got to be something deeper than that. But love the show, John. Hey, come see me at Sullivan's sometime. We miss you. I'm behind oh, are the you bar at, up uh, Hey, Odie,
0: man, are you up at Sullivan's now? Seriously?
2: Yeah, I've been there about a year this November. Wow.
0: So. I love my man John Stanley up there. Tell him I said hello. we
2: Will do next time I see him, brother. Take care.
0: That's Odie right there. I didn't know you were at Sullivan's up at Keystone at the Crossing. Well done. Um, what are the financials you would still have to give up regarding Sean Payton? Kyle, do you know?
9: Well, he's still under contract with the Saints, so you would have to trade for him, essentially. He go and
0: Yeah, does that go another year, or is that done at the end of the NFL league year?
9: I think it's kind know? of like if a team wanted to bring Andrew Luck out of retirement and his contract with the Colts is still good. I mean, I think as long as Sean Payton is retired, say he doesn't want to come back next year, he comes back in three years, and he comes back in three years, then the Saints still have him under contract. So I think his contract is on ice essentially until right. he announces he wants to come back.
0: Yeah, that's and I knew you had to give something. You're not going to hire Sean Payton, you know, in the middle of a season like this, and then you'd have to jump through some hoops um, to financially support that. Uh, but. You know, you could have hired somebody within as an interim and not gone outside to get uh, somebody who used to be on the inside and Jeff Saturday as that again. I've got a theory regarding Jeff Saturday in the future. It's not so much as as head coach more than it is player personnel decision maker. But we'll see. That could be a really bad and incredibly off theory. But that is a theory nonetheless. I'll come back with your calls. I got the entirety of the 5 o'clock hour for you guys to jump on board. I want your thoughts on this. Does this whole thing kind of look – like a clown show, or are you on board with it? You believe in it, or do you believe this has been mismanaged beyond belief right now? Frank Reich out. Jeff Saturday on an interim basis in. Colts looked awful yesterday. Just a ton to get to. Your call's at 239-1070. Buffalo Wild Wings, we're in Plainfield right now, looking for you here. Got stuff to give away, I'll tell you about that. Ice cold, Bud Light, and more on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
6: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
4: The Ride with JMV.
5: Are you kidding? You think I'd join this crummy snobatorium? But this whole place sucks. <laughs> That's right, it sucks.
4: 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Live back at Buffalo Wild Wings in Plainfield. Thank you for joining us off of Main Street. Bud Light is also here with us. I'm going to give you a chance to win Eagles Colts tickets, which probably became a little bit more interesting to you. Sign up to win a little bit later on. We have autographed helmet to give away as well while you're here. Great food, Monday night football, and more. This is Buffalo Wild Wings. We are in Plainfield today. The news of the day before I get to the calls. I know a lot of you want to get in here and voice your opinion, and I love that is that Frank Reich was relieved of his duties, was fired earlier today, and then a couple of hours, if even that, afterwards. It was the surprise of all surprises. Jeff Saturday, former Colts Center, Ring of Honor member, ESPN analyst, was hired to become the interim head coach. I've given you my thoughts on why, my theories why, my thoughts on a Colts organization – that looks sloppy at best, I think, most of the times here recently and certainly right now. And then I also tried to sell you on it. And what i felt a couple of these selling points of it just might be. You know, beyond, well, he's Jeff Saturday, and, you know, he was here when the culture were really good, and you had fun watching it. It wasn't like yesterday when it was like an enema for you. Offensively, it was a disaster. And what it means for Chris Ballard in my estimation, as well. Get more of that with you at two three nine ten seventy Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live. Jump on there. I'll get to some of your questions as well. All right, let's get back to the phones, Kyle, if you don't mind. it two three nine ten seventy is that number. And up next, uh, Trey, I believe, is with us. Trey, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, J.M.B. How are you? Go ahead, Trey. What do you think about all this?
2: Well, two things. Um, one, I think that
0: without an offensive coordinator and then now the play caller
2: being gone, who do you think is going to be the play caller moving forward? And is it crazy to think you have Matt Ryan do it if he's going to be benched all year because he should know the offense better than anyone?
0: Yeah, I think it's going to – my guess has been Scotty Montgomery. Scott Milanovic is also the uh, quarterback's coach. Could be a possibility. That may be the dude. Uh, He has experience, I think, doing that in the Canadian Football League. Uh, Nobody on that staff right now has experience in doing it. I don't think it would be Matt Ryan. I think it would be a a choice between one of those two guys moving forward.
1: Right on. I just thought as crazy as it is that we have Jeff Saturday as our coach now that maybe (laughs) we do something off the wall like that, too.
0: Yeah, well, listen, where this team is right now, I don't think anything's out of the realm of possibility. You know what I mean? I've said this before, too. Just when you think you've seen and heard it all, you find out that you had not seen and heard it all. Something changes your mind. I think this is one of those days.
5: Yep, agreed. Thanks, JMD.
0: Hey, Trey, thank you for the call. Daryl's up next at 239-1070. Jump on board here with your thoughts. Daryl, what's up?
1: Hey, how you doing, JMD? I'm great, brother. Go ahead. This problem's been going on for a long time, and it was Frank Wright was a problem. I mean, if you look back at his tender with us, did he actually force, you know, kind of convince Andrew Luck to go into retirement because he didn't want to play for him? I mean, we had Phillips Rivers under contract for two years, and he walked away in a year. And from what I've been hearing on your show, him and Carson Wentz butted heads on the play calling all the time. I mean, Frank continually just tuck us in a spiral to where we're at right no, now.
0: Which he, is, yes, and he deserve. I mean, yeah, listen. I mean, he kind of he walked himself into the situation that he found in his dismissal today. Now, I will say this: Philip Rivers was a one year deal, and they had hoped to get two years out of him with back to back one year deals. With the success and the good fortunes of a season and a team and Philip Rivers, the player, but Philip Rivers, they wanted him to come back for another year. He did not want to come back and decided he wanted to go coach on the high school level. So that's how that went down.
1: But uh, Frank and his controlling on offenses, uh, I think was the main problem with the team that he just thought he had to control everything. And the guys on the field like to feel like they control a little bit of something and get a better feel for the game. And, we need something like that on the field.
0: Yeah, and thank you for the call as well, Daryl. You call any time. I think what they need on the field is better players too because a lot of – and there are examples of what Chris Ballard has come up with with good players, but the combination of this offensive line and certainly the quarterback play and the quarterback play that we saw yesterday, yesterday was an absolute offensive disaster. There's no other way to put it. It was an embarrassing disaster. It was a joke. And you kind of knew after that game and then the post-game presser meeting with the media with Frank Reich, you kind of thought something was up there. I mean, hell, he's probably relieved. He's probably as relieved as you are that he's not the head coach of the Colts any longer sitting there right now. But the player personnel decisions... And what you put real stock into at the NFL level has not worked. And that is all on the shoulders. And I've said this before. To me, Chris Ballard is just as accountable for this mess as Frank Reich has been accountable for this mess. And I think you look at the decision made today, the direction going today, even with Chris Ballard being a part of the 730 press conference with Jim Irsay, Jeff Saturday, and as I mentioned, Chris Ballard, too. I I can't imagine past this year, Chris Ballard having a gig here. I think Chris Ballard's the one that came up, well, you know what? Let's just go out and get Jeff Saturday as an idea. No, that was going to be full, absolutely owner-driven there. So you're going to bring Jeff Saturday in to do some evaluations. What's going on within the organization in that locker room player evaluations? Well, that's what Chris Ballard is supposed to do. So you tell me that that speaks well for the future of Chris Ballard here. Simply put, it absolutely does not. Roar writes this at JMV 1070. John, I love you, man, but your take on today with the Colts, I have, no, I have to disagree. I believe Jim said season over, and he wants to bring back what you talked about earlier, the golden era. So why not bring in Jeff to install that winning culture? Look for a head coach later. Now, that was kind of the angle that I was trying to sell you on. I'm a non-believer in this, but I was trying to sell you on the good side, what I think the good side is, and part of that is, if you're going to hire Bubba Ventrone as an interim head coach, all right, if you're going to go with this interim head coach, why not give somebody a try? Why not give somebody, and this is, this is not what I agree in, this is what I'm trying to sell you, what I think the thought process is going on right now. So, why, if you're going to go Ventron, you know, why not Saturday? I'm sure there's a huge difference between somebody that's actually coached positionally in the NFL and what Jeff Saturday has been doing recently. But, again, that's me trying to sell you that. Bringing back somebody that is 100% trusted by the fan base here that could add a little bit of juice to what is going to be a juiceless joint or was going to be, against Philly and for the rest of the season with that disappointment. Again, this is me trying to sell you that. You kind of look at it as, all right, well, why go with two guys in John Fox and in Gus Bradley? We've already known what they have been as a head coach. What the hell, do this. If there was ever a time to say, what the hell, and do this, you would think it would be right now. What the hell, might as well do this. What's it going to matter anyway? Can they play worse offensively than they did yesterday? Probably not. I guess we'll see. But what the hell, if you're going to make a move like this that is completely out of nowhere and sounds like an Onion article and makes zero sense whatsoever from a historical perspective of hiring an NFL interim coach from ESPN, mind you, if you're going to do this, why not do it now? Again, this is me trying to sell you on that. I think it looks Sloppy. I don't believe in the higher right now. We'll see if I get sold on it. But I'm, I'm trying to sell you on it right now, too. Those are the things that I understand, and it just seems like organizationally there's some dysfunction going on. Me trying to sell you that. See if you buy it. 239-1070 is the number. So, Roar, that's kind of where I stand on that. A little bit with what you had to say, but just not fully. Let's go Matthew up next. Matthew, welcome to the show from Maine. How are you?
7: Hey,
0: JMV. Hello, Matthew. Hey, so
7: the Colts-Patriots game was so bad that this morning at the office, we all got a text from the boss at the tavern, hours of operation change. They're going to be closed on Sundays now from here on out.
0: Because it was so bad, it was bad. Really, the Patriots didn't cover themselves in <laughs> offensive glory either. But the Colts were so bad—that's all anybody's going to remember. And then, what that led to was the head coach getting fired.
7: Yeah, it's it's crazy. It looks like I'll be working on Mondays now instead.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks a lot, Colts. Again, appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> what else, Matthew?
7: Oh, uh, I wanted to make sure the Jeff Saturday
0: news was real and
1: that I'm not
0: dreaming because I'm No, no, no. Not it's it's sure real. After yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it is 100% real and that's why I, I mentioned the kind of the, the risky business analogy I had. Sometimes you got to say what the blank, make your move. I mean, if there was a moment in a season where you say what the blank, it would have been after yesterday. And then you bring in somebody that most of the fan base, if not all reveres loves believes in even if they've never coached if you were ever going to sell that move seems like now would be the time but we'll see yeah I'm excited for it Matthew anything else from Maine
7: um, I I think that's it for now. I uh, thank you so much for taking
6: my call. I truly appreciate
0: it. You got it. it. Matthew, you call anytime. Matthew called during the JMV takeover the other night, too. Love that, Matthew. Thank you very much. Yeah, we've gone over the OC, and nobody has done that in the past, other than I think the CFL was Scott Milanovic, the quarterback's coach. So I, I said him or Scotty Montgomery, one of the two. One of the two. Uh, John Dishauer writes this, could it have been when the old gang got together for the Tariq Glenn Ring of Honor ceremony, they all drew straws and Jeff drew the short straw? <laughs> yeah, probably so. Jamie, I think a lot of fans have given up on the season, so why not try something out of the ordinary here? I doubt he's a long-term solution. I, am, I, I do. That's, that's what I was trying to sell people on if you're looking for a positive was just that. And I don't think I could be completely wrong. I don't think if he's a long-term solution here, it's going to be as a coach. I think it's going to be as more of a player personnel decision. I could be wrong. Somebody's doing that right now. I could be wrong. He's hired to be the interim head coach. I could be wrong. But we shall see. Ray's up next at 239-1070. Ray, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey Jim B, I'm I'm, I'm doing
10: great. I, I just want to um give you a shout out real quick about um your your Sunday um pregame show with um mm. Bill Brooks, yeah. Gorman, and the whole crew. I, I sit in my car for about two hours and light me one up and and just laugh at and you and Gorman go back and forth. <laughs>
0: Did you say, what were you doing in your car? Oh, oh, I light me one up. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> light yeah. one what? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to off the <laughs> Oh, man. Well, stay, hey, listen, be safe and stay where you are. I'm not an advocate of this, but I'm not going to stand over the top of you like I disapprove of it either. So, yes, go ahead. <laughs> go hey, ahead, Ray. Home.
10: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they should have Goreman doing that. I, I liked how he tried to get fired up on the pregame show. <laughs> they they
0: should have him coaching. Um, well. But, but what, <laughs> what, what I wanted to ask is. You wait. Um, yeah, let me hear. I'm going to stop and laugh at that really quick. Hold on a second. Let me laugh. And then go ahead. All right, Ray, go ahead. I'm, I'm wondering,
10: are, are they putting Saturday in this position to groom him To possibly be GM or or or, or try to get some some type of
0: intel on some things that's going on because that's that's, that that is what is that is something I've been talking about too because that's that's what I'd heard I think others had heard uh, the intel angle and and my my theory is that player personnel wise will be his ultimate seat and not the head coach but I could be completely wrong. But that is my theory of One it right now. Thing,
4: Z.
10: Yeah. One more thing, I Yeah. One more thing. I used my Apple Maps today, and I Googled the coach Complex. Um, yeah. And it looks like it's about 12 minutes away from my house. And now I have some um, – I've coached and called plays in a youth flag football league. So does that make me qualify to
0: call plays now? I think it's pretty close. You're not out of the realm of consideration at all here, Ray. Now, Where do I apply? <laughs> yeah. I think everybody, I, listen, I, I'd follow you anywhere since you've been lighting up. I think I'd probably follow you somewhere. So you may have the leadership role we're looking for here.
6: <laughs> you got, Hey, and by the I way, you got everybody, you when you said minute.
0: sitting there listening and lighting one up, you got everybody laughing at that. And I know, I just want to make sure, Ray, that you have sore knees, and the only reason why you're doing it is for medicinal purposes, correct? That's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to hear you guys this Sunday, man. You guys get oh, I can't either, man. buddy. Ray, I <laughs> can't either. I, I, and thank you for the call. I actually, I count the seconds until I'm on the same show with Gorman again. Count the seconds. I just can't wait. Cannot wait. All right. I asked this question. If you would like to go there at JMV 1070 on what you think about this. I think we should stop saying the Colts team is terrible and just say the offense is terrible. I've been saying the the offense is terrible. I've been giving credit. I give credit what credit to do with the defense. I have said the offense. It's an offensive disaster, and it starts with the offensive line. And my fine with Sam Ellinger last week is down the toilet with Sam Ellinger this week. So compare and contrast the two. I know that the offense, lack thereof, the offensive line has a great deal to do with it, but count me as a future non-believer in Ellinger. Count me as that. That makes me a bad guy, that makes me a bad guy, but count me as that. Jeff writes this, the Colts should tank anyway, since there are four to five QBs that are highly rated in next year's draft. Also, about Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator in Kansas City. Yeah, uh, is a name as a coordinator that's mentioned. Ken Dorsey, coordinator with Buffalo, has you know, been mentioned, not with the Colts specifically, but just with guys that people believe might be next as far as NFL head coaches with significant offensive minds. Now, when you talk about trying to get up or be bad enough to get up to get one of those top four or five, who knows how this is going to shake out by draft time. But you're really talking about three and maybe uh, Hooker of Tennessee being the fourth. But you're talking about Stroud, Young, and Levis I think the problem the Colts are going to have, and and really they look yesterday like they could be up for the task as far as being a bad football team is concerned, especially offensively. The problem you're going to have is you've got, I think, three teams in front of you. And who knows what Seattle ultimately will want to do. They're probably happy with Geno Smith right now. But three teams, and I know that they have a better record, but they do, I think, what what ownership will Seattle have as a first-rounder here? Do we know? Do they... They do have a first-rounder. I know Detroit is up there. Carolina's up there. Who am I leaving out in that top-three equation, Kyle, off the top of my head here? Detroit. Detroit is the Detroit, other team. Yeah, Detroit, Carolina. And, yeah. I, I
9: mean, it might be the Seahawks, too, if because um, they have that Broncos pick. So those are
0: three three legitimate in the running there for the Colts, and some things would have to, to play out. Uh, bad for you watching and losing, but... I don't think it's just going to be as simple as as losing every game, but I will tell you this: they certainly look like that they're up for the task. I love this. Adam Tabbs says, <laughs> "Is Jeff Saturday undercover boss?" <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> That's uh, it's funny. That's what some people have have said is the reason why he's going to. And he has, and he's going to take even more of an inside look on what's going on with the personnel, where are some of the issues there. Absolutely incredible it is. Bill writes this, lighting one up with Ray might be how, forget that, (laughs) JMV, Saturday throws pancakes on national TV on Monday mornings and Monday evenings as a head coach of the NFL. What in the world is going on here? J.M.V., at this point, do we even want to win? This is from Robbie B. Don't look like it. Also, let's get a top draft selection and get someone to build around. Someone has to win next weekend, though. Could be an issue. Well, they play a team that has been bad as well, and the Raiders on the road come back against Philly. Their schedule, you look at how this team has looked, it doesn't look like that there's a great deal winnable. I will say that. Houston, maybe, but they've already tied them. The Raiders, maybe, coming up on Sunday. They didn't look like that with this team and the way that it looks right now that there is a great deal to be winnable about. All right, quick break, and we'll come back. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're in Plainfield. More of your calls at 239-1070. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live as well. Your chance at Eagles Colts tickets where you could witness the debut at Lucas Oil Stadium. For well, the interim head coach, Jeff, Saturday. It's a week from Sunday. Somebody's going to win a pair of tickets for that, an autographed helmet, and more. Again, Buffalo Wild Wings on a blue Monday along with Bud Light. This is 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.
6: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
4: The Ride with JMV. This will be the high point of my day. It's all downhill from here. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Hey, welcome back. Buffalo Wild Wings in Plainfield today on a Blue Monday. Thank you for joining us. Bud Light here as well. Eagles Colts tickets to give away. And early on the day, Frank Wright dismissed as the Colts head coach. And then maybe not even a couple hours later, we learned that it will be Jeff Saturday. Straight from ESPN, the former Colts center and honoree inside the ring of honor for the Colts will... Go ahead and bow out as of right now of his gig at ESPN and take over the head coaching range on an interim basis. And to join us to talk about that from the athletic Bob Kravitz on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Um, I saw this, your headline, or at least what you wrote on a tweet, firing Frank right now makes Colts owner Jim Irsay look lost, uh, impetuous, and disingenuous. Remember when Reich was safe? Yeah, that was one week ago. You add that with the hiring of Jeff Saturday. I can kind of guess what you're thinking, but I guess I'll ask you, what are you thinking?
8: Now, I think this has been in the works for a while is what I think. I mean, yeah. it's not like Jim woke up after the game and said, uh, we got to get Saturday in here. So this is this has been going on for a while. Uh, clearly he was not being straightforward with uh, Mort or Ian Rappaport uh, by saying that he was safe. Maybe he meant he was safe for the next 24 hours. Yeah. Um, but certainly not long-term. And uh, this just smells, man. It just it just stinks to high heaven. I'm not saying there's no reason to, to move Frank uh, out of his position, but, um, you know, I I think Ballard's got more blood on his hands on this. And the man in 40, 33, and one with five different quarterbacks. So, I mean, that's, that's hard to swallow.
0: Well, I'm – I'm honestly okay after yesterday you kind of knew that something was was going to happen and that's exactly what happened I agree with you as far as Chris Ballard is concerned but what do you think with the the hiring of Jeff Saturday as the interim coach right now I Ballard to me is going to be done at the end of the year because of that alone how do you feel about that and how do you feel about the future of Ballard here yeah I think uh
8: I think this suggests that Jim is firmly at the controls, which should scare the hell out of everybody. Um, but uh, the Saturday hiring, look, I, I love Jeff Saturday. He's one of my favorite people in the world. But he's got no coaching experience, at least. Uh, I mean, he's got high school coaching experience, uh, which doesn't you know, make you ready for the National Football League. I mean, we're going to this press conference. They have no idea who's going to call the plays next week. They don't have anybody on their staff outside of maybe Matt Ryan who's called plays, you know? I mean, would it shock anybody in a day of shocking developments if they said, yeah, Matt Ryan's going to call the plays? I mean, who the hell knows at this point? I I was surprised about the right thing, though, because in the 30 years that Jim has owned this team, he has never – fired a coach in, in, in the middle of the season. So I thought he was going to give him the rest of the season and then pull the plug, but uh, they decided to make this move, and I think uh, it's going to be uh, a very uh, challenging last couple of, couple of months here.
0: So Bob Kravitz of The Athletic is with us. I am going to give you my theory, and you can laugh at it, agree with it, whatever. My theory is that Saturday comes in here, and from what you hear, uh, he's had some fingerprints on some evaluation of this roster even prior to, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into as well, and you'll talk about it at 730 this evening, ask questions about it at the very least. But I think, to me, my theory is he's brought in here, and he's going to do this job on an interim basis in a season that's absolutely lost, and he's going to check out, continue to evaluate this roster, and He'll slide over to be the player personnel decision maker coming up next year, which will not be Chris Ballard. And they'll find another head coach in the offseason. What do you think?
8: Not, not outlandish. Um, I mean, uh, Ethan Rappaport uh, said something earlier in the day uh, about how Saturday is going to kind of be the eyes and ears for Ursa in the locker room. and and give him kind of an honest evaluation of what the hell is wrong with this team. Um, And yeah, I do. I I think it's entirely possible that he moves over uh, and, and, uh, you know, takes the the GM role. Um, But, you know, I mean, am I a hundred percent sure? No, but I think that's a very valid, uh, valid possibility.
0: Oh, well, and after today, you can't really dismiss anything. Right, so anything maybe
8: Andrew Luck is coming back as coach. I don't know. I mean, I I really thought that Reich was going to survive, especially because I took Jim at his word when he told the Rappaport that 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 uh, Frank was safe. I mean, that's what looked so bad here. I mean, a week ago he gave him the 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 vote of confidence, and one week later he's out. And clearly, this has been in the works for a while. I mean, you know. Uh, I, I, you know, they, they can say otherwise, but this is, it, it's got to be the way it came down. We'll learn a lot more tonight at uh, seven thirty. It's going to be an interesting press conference.
0: The yeah, Tarek Glenn weekend, I'm assuming, is when a lot of this stuff was, was hashed out. And you know, regarding, you know, Reich and then, you know, what he said as far as him being safe, and well, I think we both talked about that being in the moment, and then when. <laughs> When everything went to hell in a handbasket yesterday, I think you can kind of... People all of a sudden, I think Bob, started to, all right, well, you can justify doing something that you had never done with your head coach in the past. I just kind of wonder where this is all going and what this equates regarding Chris Ballard. What do you think? I think Chris is done at the end of the year.
8: Uh, You know, I I could be 100% wrong. I thought that Reich was going to survive the year, so what the hell do I know? But uh, I think uh, that... You know, you look at their, at, at their offensive line, they've sunk, what, $42 million into the O-line, the most expensive O-line in the league, and they are awful. And it's not all on prior. It's, it's you know, I mean, you've got to look at the guys you're paying the big money to, and they're not getting it done either. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's very it's, – it, it's, it's hard to understand what, what has happened with this
0: team. Is Jim Marsey meddling too much? Yes,
8: yes. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. He, he must be feeling his oats lately because he comes out, says all that stuff about Dan Snyder, <laughs> and then you look at his, his program and it's almost as dysfunctional—not not nasty in the nasty ways that the Commanders are dysfunctional, but certainly there's a lack of direction. Uh, with this uh, with this team right now, this franchise, and yeah, I uh, I, I have a hard time seeing how they can sell Chris Ballard
0: uh, to to the fan base at this point. I I mean, is there any way that we can realistically believe that Chris Ballard would think that this Jeff Saturday plan was a good idea on any level? There's no way.
8: No, this is a Jim Irsay move all the way. I mean, he picks the coaches, he picks, he does all that stuff. And um, look, I mean, this may work out in the long term for the best. Uh, yeah, and you know, I'm not a glass half full kind of guy unless it involves whiskey. But they, you know, they're going to go in the tank. I mean, the history of interim coaches. I'm not saying that Jeff Saturday has no chance, but. The history of interim coaches is not good. Ask Rick Venturi, our friend, and you know they're going to end up with a top five, top seven pick, I would guess, if this season remains on the trajectory that it's already on. Well, now you're looking at being in a position to draft one of those one of those quarterbacks. So, in the long run, this might be the best thing for the team, but it's boy, they they picked the hard way to get there.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Bob Kravitz from the Athletic on and the Andy Morrow Automotive Motor Group Hotline. Part of my thoughts um, in, in trying to sell something I didn't believe in, and uh, it'll take some time for me to, to see the signs, to believe in the, the move that they're making right now, but, but part of it, Bob, was, you know, what the hell, you might as well. If you're going to elevate Bubba Ventrone, for example, as the interim head coach, what the hell? Why not go ahead and make this move, and who really cares? At this point, we've seen John Fox. We've seen Gus Bradley. Again, what the hell? I don't know if I sold anybody on it, including myself, but that was part of my thought.
8: Yeah, I mean, look, uh, what have they got to lose except another, what, eight games or however yes. many are left? Um, it's just the thing is it, it makes the Colts, Look bad. It makes them look dysfunctional. It makes them look like a dumpster fire. Everything I can, you know, yeah, you know, they, they just they they look like they don't know what the hell they're doing. And now if they walk out of the next draft with a successor a quarterback, all well and good. But uh, boy, they're sure t- taking a creative uh, route to get to that point.
0: So what do you think tonight? Seven thirty expectation of what you're going to hear everybody's going to say they're on board with it i'm going to be yeah, curious i you know, guess as well
8: collaborative <laughs> yeah collaborative is going to
0: drink every time take a shot
8: of fireball every time you hear the word collaborative yes because and that we're going to hear a lot of that um jeff will do fine jeff obviously is uh media savvy as we know um I, I'm curious, you know, how, how much responsibility. I'm sure that Chris Ballard is going to fall on his sword and say it, it's all my fault and, you know, uh, make everybody feel better about his situation. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting press conference. Uh, I've got – I'm loaded with a couple of questions. Hopefully I get them in.
0: Well, that and the players. I mean, what do you think the players oh, yeah. are thinking right now? Especially defense. I don't really care what the offensive players are thinking right now, but the defensive players who actually went out and did a job yesterday and played well, what are these guys thinking about the direction this team is going after all this talk, all this buy-in, we're a team, we're a unified, you know, all these sayings, all these slogans flush right down the toilet.
8: They think they're being left out to dry is my guess. Uh, you know they're going to say all the right things uh, when we meet with them uh, on Wednesday, but they've got to feel like they've been left behind. Um, you know, certainly, certainly. That I mean, they they balled out. You know, uh, with with one or two uh, minor exceptions, they played really well this year. And why why is that? Because Chris Ballard went and spent some damn money on the defense. You know, he did it with 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 buckner he did it with uh gilmore uh he spent some money you look at the, you look at their wide receivers they they've spent almost no money on their wide receivers i realize they're very young you know and they're still in their first contracts but for them yeah i mean they all are but uh you, you get what you pay for in this league and you know the defense has nothing to be ashamed of they're not responsible for this but i'll tell you what if i'm one of those five guys up front on the offensive line, I'm feeling real, real lousy about myself because I just got a good coach fired.
0: Yeah. And then Chris Rosser, of all coaches, is still here, which is amazing in its own right. Indeed it is. Indeed it is.
8: I mean, look, I, I you know, I've met Chris Strasser once. You know, he he may be a fine coach for all I know. I mean, may, but, you know, if you're looking for, If you're looking for scapegoats, that's a damn good place to start.
0: I agree with you, though. This looks like a sloppy mess. Indeed it does. You find out a little bit more on what type of solid ground they're on coming up at about 7.30. Uh, Bob Kravitz has the column inside the athletic right now regarding the latest set of circumstances and decisions from Jim Irsay and his Indianapolis Colts. Bob, I appreciate you jumping on here at the last minute. Enjoy that presser tonight. Get those questions in. All right, I'll do that, man. Thanks so much. You got it. Bob Kravitz of The Athletic. Quick break, and we'll come back. We're going to draw some winners, Eagles, Colts tickets, autographed helmet, Buffalo Wild Wings, Plainfield, Bud Light's with us as well. 93.5,
6: 107.5, the fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits. Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
4: The Ride with JMV. It's called Sex Panther by Odion. It's illegal in nine countries. It's quite pungent, it stings the nostrils. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Hey, one hell of a day today. Frank Reich out. Jeff Saturday in as the interim head coach. 7.30 the press conference to see if we can make sense of any of this. I've tried Foy today. Hopefully I have not failed. Pacer pregame tonight. Pacers and Pelicans. That's coming up at 7 o'clock for you. I believe that game tips in the neighborhood of 7.45. So we hadn't talked about that. I didn't bring up IU or Purdue and what was lousy games for both over the weekend, but a good thing for Notre Dame. Didn't have a lot of time because this Colts news obviously is the big news of the day. Jeff is up next at two three nine ten seventy. Jeff, welcome to the show.
7: Hey, John, thanks for taking my call. You got it, buddy. Hey, uh, I've, I've been on hold for a while, but I'll tell you, I'm kind of glad because I wouldn't have got to meet Ray. And when Ray was talking, my car was in motion and I was not pulling a Ray. Uh, hands were at 10 and two and I was driving safely. So that's my, well
0: done. We want, we, we have to have safe drivers, even in communication (laughs) out there. So always remember that. I appreciate you.
7: Yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned the onion uh, a couple segments ago because, um, I'm at work and I'm not really paying attention. I have a feeling something's going to happen. my wife calls me, tells me Frank Wright got fired. Not really surprised. Good guy by all accounts. You know, there's real people and real families involved, but it is a business. Um, So Ursay did what he had to do. But in yet another really strange world, uh, another day in the Colts world, you're like, just Saturday, what? You got Gus Bradley sitting over there. Uh, John Fox could be an adequate interim coach for the next six, eight games, but it could also be an audition for Bradley to just take over. The defense has been the one reason to watch the team this year. So when I hear that Saturday's hired, I immediately get online, and I'm searching for Onion articles that people are – trying to use as real news, and lo and behold, this is really happening. So um, tell me what you think about this. Would this be the most Colts thing ever to do? Hire Saturday to be the head coach simply to get him NFL coaching experience to slide him over next year just to take over the offensive line?
0: Uh, No, I – well, listen, this may be more outrageous. I think that that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to slide over and start making the player personnel decisions. And somebody yeah, else is going to coach.
7: It certainly wouldn't be out of the realm, given some of the kind of head-scratching things we've seen. Um, you know, Costanzo gives you two-year notice that he's going to retire, and Ballard doesn't address that. We're hollering 40-year-old quarterbacks on a yearly basis. It, 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 it seems like this will be a way just to get Saturday in the seat for a little while so he can maybe go do something yeah. else. But it's, it's the Colts, man. It's, it's what they
0: do. that's what they do my friend I'm glad you're on there thanks for holding on Kyle it's been an interesting day has it not any final thoughts here
9: man I thought you you think after the luck retirement you've seen it all but when that Saturday news came by it was just I mean I think we said a couple weeks ago the Colts over the last decade are maybe the most chaotic franchise I think this just puts a bow on it right
0: Yeah, I'll have more for you tomorrow informationally. That presser's at 7.30. Colts Roundtable Live is next. I know a lot of people aren't happy with me. We'll address that as well coming up tomorrow. Thank you, Buffalo Wild Wings, Plainfield, Bud Light, Devin, Brittany, Kyle. Great job from you. Colts Roundtable Live is up next. The Pacers after that. I got you tomorrow at 3 with all new info on 93.5 and 107. Find the fan.